I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Do you know an organization that is looking for a keynote speaker, retreat speaker, or workshop host? You can contact me at meredithsigget at gmail.com for more information. I am currently booking speaking engagements for 2022. Welcome back to the Finding Myself podcast. I am Meredith Sigget, your host here at this podcast. Today is an exciting day because doing some things a little bit differently, we've got some video going on today and that's something that I've been experimenting with, but also I have an amazing guest. Uh, This is a guest that I am going to learn so much about today. Uh, I think that I will just be able to scratch the surface because there is so much about her and I am so intrigued and want to learn more. So the person that I have today is C. Jane Taylor. Want to make sure I get that right. But can I call you Jane? Please do. Oh, perfect. Hi, Jane. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk to you because I have been checking your stuff out. And like, I really think that you are the epitome of don't judge a book by its cover. (laughs) I am looking at you right now and I'm like, gosh, this wasn't what I was imagining. I mean, I... That's funny. I, I mean, I have seen your picture since I've been on some of your um, your websites and, and some other social media, but I, I think that we're going to learn a lot about you and this book that you are publishing. Mm. So I am so excited to get to know you tonight. Likewise. Yes. The one I got to share with the the listeners here because they they know how I am. I just found out before hitting the record button that Jane is also a Michigan gal. So we have that in common too. That just makes me do. That just makes me so excited because as I said, like you can take the girl out of Michigan. You can't take the Michigan out of the girl. You'll probably still hear some of that Michigan accent in me, and I'm just a proud uh, Michigander. Yes. I love... The accent lingers, for sure. It does. I I get made fun of a little bit uh, when certain things come (laughs) out. Uh, Calendar and khaki. I guess uh, (laughs) people say I, I accentuate certain syllables, and they're like, okay. (laughs) So anytime you're talking about a calendar... You sound a lot like my sister, so that's comforting. Well, good. Well, good. And I loved where you wanted to use your hand as the mitten to show me where you, you lived. Um, all Michiganders will get that reference. I love when I meet a Michigander and they're like, right here, right here. Or people who know that and they're like, okay, where did you live on my hand? And I was like, okay. <laughs> yes. Love the mitten. Yes. So much love for the mitten. So, so tonight we get to learn all about you and I've got to give this little bit of a sneak peek because I feel like you are a true Renaissance woman and I hope that I, you see this as I do and I'm not offending you, but I see you as a modern badass. Oh, 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's great. I, I love it. I love it, too, because reading what I have about you, uh, the information that you've provided me, I really see an inspirational story here. Someone who is real and lived live a life that they want to live, made changes to find their own path. Um, and you had said to me in, in one of your emails that... The, the opening of my podcast really resonated with you, you know, on an adventure finding myself. And I thought that was really um, neat that that connected us, that we're on those adventures together. Mm-hmm. It's, I love the adventure part of the, I mean, it's also terrifying, but adventure <laughs> is part of my, part of my true self, I think. Yeah. And I think that's where the courage and being a badass comes in because courage is still having that fear, but Mm -hmm. doing it anyways or finding Mm -hmm. a way to work through that fear. And that's, that's what makes you a badass. That's great. That's, I take it as a compliment. Definitely do. Cause the, uh, the bad gap, the badass zeitgeist is uh, something that I aspire to, but it's also something I learned from because I, well, we'll just jump right into it, okay. I guess. The the book that Meredith is referring to is Spirit Traffic. It's a book I wrote recently. It's going to be published April 19th. It's Spirit Traffic, A Mother's Journey of Self-Discovery and Letting Go. And it's about the 10,000 mile motorcycle trip I took with my husband and son three days after my son graduated from college. And we were all newbies. We were all new motorcycle riders. We bought three BMWs, used BMWs, and we rode from Vermont to California and back. And my, my heart's racing just thinking about it. It was terrifying. And the badass persona is something that I've always, I always wanted to be a badass. I thought I'll go on this trip and I will be cool and sexy and strong and I'll be mysterious and I'll be all of the things. And I found on this trip, and this is sort of beautiful, I found that I am even more vulnerable than I thought. so thank you Brene Brown but I um, (laughs) I I love the reference by the way yes thank you it's a great feeling to be vulnerable and also be able to do the scary things oh yes yeah 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 I mean that that's that's where greatness happens that's where growth happens uh, that's when you really can feel that joy, that vibing on high, all those wonderful feelings when you allow yourself to work through that fear and go mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And I've been thinking about this today, listening to some of your podcasts and thinking about our conversation. I believe that creativity comes from discomfort i think we have to put ourselves out of our comfort zone in order to 
achieve those things, badassery or pivoting careers or maybe leaving a relationship or, or, um, well, you know, trying something new, failing at something new or succeeding at something new, God forbid, that would be amazing. But the, the idea that we can gain confidence just by sitting on the couch, it doesn't happen. It really doesn't. You have to go out there and do something that scares you. Not terrifying. I mean, I met a met a woman recently who went skydiving in, in when she was fifty nine, and I thought, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to stay on the ground on my motorcycle. Sure, I'll ride to California and back, but I am not going skydiving. So there, you know, fear has its lessons and it's a healthy healthy thing in many cases yeah yeah well you I mean you have a lot of experience I I've got to imagine jumping out of that comfort zone trying new things learning new things I mean learning about you as um, a cook in a, a interesting establishment a sculptor's assistant event coordinator uh, you do things, you know, with computers and writing. You're writing different resumes, helping people with writing pieces. A yoga teacher. I mean, there yeah. are so many different pieces to, I'll say, your resume uh, that I'm I'm wondering if you saw something and said, you know what, I want to give that a try. How did you come to all those different pieces of your life? That's it. I have, a, I have a good example of okay. I saw something and wanted to do it. I was a new mom, and I knew that the relationship with my son's dad wasn't going to work out. I left him, which was terrifying in itself with a little baby. And then I was driving down a road in Vermont. I don't remember what road it was, but I looked over and I saw someone had their garage door open and there was this blue light coming out of the garage. And I thought, someone is in there welding. I'm going to learn how to do that. And it took quite a while, but I did learn to weld. And I eventually had my own welding shop, which I had for oh, two or three years. Not, not It wasn't a long-term thing because... I wasn't great at it <laughs> as, <laughs> as much as I enjoyed it. I wasn't a great welder, but I did become a sculptor's assistant and I was very good at that. And I had a wonderful time working with a sculptor. Her name is Kate Pond and she's uh, she does projects internationally. And the work we did together um, sort of inspired my writing actually which is unusual because the she had a world sculpture project and i helped her with the promotional activities and fundraising for this world sculpture project and that writing was part of it made me feel like wow i can i can actually write and this can turn into something and the project came off and the the world sculpture project was a big success for her. So, um, and I, I helped, I helped with the metal work and I also helped with the language. So 
writing since then, writing has been part of everything I do. Well, I think it's interesting. Um, as my listeners know, I'm a middle school counselor. So in middle school, we're starting to prepare our students for their path in high school and possibly after that. So they've got some choices as far as do I apply to a career in technical school, more of those hands-on learning environments versus what your traditional high school is. And a lot of times we think of that student who is hands-on as that's where their skills are, that's where their talents are, that's where they learn the best. But you've had much success in that hands-on area, but you still hold a talent in writing. You are a beautiful writer. I've I've written, I've read some of of what you've written. Um, And I think that's really neat that you've allowed yourself to try different things even if it didn't fit the pattern that you were already in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I did get a bachelor's degree in literature and music history. But, you know, I don't spend as much time with Mozart as, as I wish that I could. And I studied the cello in college as well. But I, um, that, the start, I, I went to Simon's Rock, which is a liberal arts college in Massachusetts that accepts students who haven't graduated from high school. So I dropped out of high school. I started at Simon's Rock at 16 and had my bachelor's degree by the age of 20. And it's it sounds so adventurous and it sounds so daring, but um, it just felt like the right thing to do. I didn't think, oh, this is so amazing. I'm doing this incredible thing. I just thought, you know, high school, eh, there's not a lot going on here. I need a little more excitement. So I applied to Simon's Rock and was accepted and had got a great education there. And that education inspired me to pursue the things that I love to do and to really dig in. So I I have to imagine that there was a lot of trust in yourself to make those decisions at such a young age. And that had to be scary. Mm. It, yes, and it was scary. And also, I wasn't alone. I mean, when I dropped out of high school and went to college, my mom encouraged me all the way i mean it it was um it's funny i remember her i you know and this was many years ago i remember her dropping me off at school and i remember the car driving away mom there she goes but um that idea her confidence in me inspired my own confidence okay all right. That, that's nice to know that um, moms do play a big part in our life and their support um, and have that encouragement. And so it sounds like your mom was probably a pretty special person. Was she a little bit of a free spirit like you? Oh, I'll say when I was a little kid, she owned the Honda of Ann Arbor, a motorcycle shop in downtown Ann Arbor. So 
we, she co-owned it with her husband at the time, but I thought of her as the boss for sure. And the, she had all these motorcycle mechanics who would, you know, just at the drop of a hat, do whatever she said. And some of them were our babysitters. And, you know, so my <laughs> sister and I had these babysitters who were scary looking, tattooed, chopper riding motorcycle guys. But, um, you know, I think that that upbringing inspired me to um, embrace adventure for sure. Yes. Oh, I can see that. So now you're in the mother's seat and having some of those adventures, you know, having your son graduate from college. So in that same time period that seems, you know, very uh, important for you and your life and making those decisions, how did it feel to be in that position? It, you know... We learn from our parents. We learn from their mistakes. We learn from their successes. Um, I I hope I'm a good mom. The the motorcycle trip, this big trip, was this. It was actually my husband's idea because Emmett, my son, was such a motorcycle fanatic when he was in high school. He didn't have a motorcycle, but he would look at them as they, you know, as we're driving, Ooh, what's that? You know, Oh my God, it's a Ducati. It's a Yamaha, you know, whatever. Oh, a BMW. And, um, so when he graduated, we bought these motorcycles and made this trip as his graduation gift. And it was a wonderful time of family bonding but it was also right at the end of our sort of family unit because at the end of the trip, he's a man and he essentially drives away into the sunset. It was the sunrise, but he, he rides off and there's my boy. He's a man now. So, and he was happy to ride away because, I mean, we had a wonderful time and we became very, very close. But at by the end of the trip, he was ready to do his own life. He just graduated from college and he wanted to go get a job. He wanted to adult. He was ready. Oh. It was exciting. And, you know, the empty nest is, is a wonderful, lonely, exciting, fabulous, terrible, awesome place to be. <laughs> It's kind of hard. Like life tricks you as a mom. You change your whole life when kids come around. They're so much a part of who you are. And then at some point, you're supposed to just say bye and let them go. It's like, what do you yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he, you know, he called the other day to get advice about buying a new computer. So it's, I'm still on the list. Thank goodness. But, um, this raising them up so that they leave that's what we're supposed to do so we celebrate it as painful as it is to see them go it's like okay this is good this is the good thing that i've been waiting for for 19 years you know yeah yeah 
I, you know, as you're talking about this, it reminds me as a school counselor, I prepare myself every year to let the kids go and they move on. That's what they're supposed to do. Uh Um, And it's emotional because these are my kids. And I have them for a short amount of time. I don't know how I'm going to be as a mom. I'll be honest, I've got more time (laughs) with them. I'm going to be reading your book again and saying, okay, how do I let them go? How do I trust that I've done the good job? How do I trust that they'll come back when they need me? Trust is the big thing. You, You know, even with your students in middle school, you have to trust that what you've given them is your very best. And then trust them to do the thing that they will do that is their own thing. Ah, it's painful and wonderful at the same time. Because then there's that sense of pride when you see them do them, whatever it yeah. is, and, and you, you see it come out of them being who they were meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just a, a feeling. I mean, I feel it as a school counselor, but as a mom, when I see my kids, you know, do things for the first time, it's like, yay. Oh, it's, it's oh, wonderful. wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's funny when I was, when I recorded the audio book this summer, there, the last chapter, uh, here's the spoiler in the last chapter, Emmett rides away. And as I was reading the last, I just cried and cr- it took me 10 takes to get through the last paragraph. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful experience. And this is, this is what we're here for. Yeah. Right. I am, you know, looking at this from your son's perspective that he forever will have your words and your thoughts on this adventure that you had together that he will be able to keep and then also pass on if that time comes and how many how many people have that like you might have the experience but then to be in those thoughts and hear from a you know your mother's perspective on it is just amazing but it's also i'm you know imagining it as you know you're the mother trying to let go there might be a time that your son is a parent i i don't know um but having that same moment and getting some advice from mom that's yeah i it's funny i don't i don't he's 28 and he doesn't have a kid he I don't know if he's against it or not, but um, he's got plenty of time. Yeah. But I I go back and forth thinking about, oh, what if Emmett has a kid? How exciting that would be. Yeah. Yeah. It's up to him. So we'll see. You know, we'll see. But I, like, it's, this book is your legacy to the family. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, a wonderful piece to share with the world. And to, you know, share this perspective of, of being a mom and having this moment with the family. Um, and I, I have to imagine um, for books, you probably hear uh, or see more books that are written regarding children. 
young children and families, okay. not okay. the adult children in the families. So to hear that time of life um, yeah. is, is really uh, unique and probably doesn't get as much awe and attention as it should because it's happening all the time everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it's it's true. The a lot when you think about books about motherhood, they're about little babies. Yes. They're about nursing and they're about you know diaper rash and things like that. They're about postpartum stuff. But this, it's it's really interesting to think about motherhood at this point in terms of um, maybe a job that's completed. Well, it's never completed, is it? But it's like, okay, it certainly, motherhood evolves. I mean, you have this this tiny little human who's dependent amount, upon you, and then you have someone who calls every couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. it's, you, well, you want to you want them to have that independence. I mean, that's the goal, right? And the the other aspect of this book is about women being fifty. I when I was fifty, I learned how to ride a motorcycle. I rode as a little kid, you know, first grade, second grade. I had a tiny little mini bike, and then when we moved away from Ann Arbor, I didn't ride for forty years. So I learned again when I was 50, how to ride a motorcycle. So just encouraging women, women especially, but anyone who's 50 to this doesn't, you know, middle age isn't the end. It's, it's only halfway. We've got a lot to do and it's not too late to start. And it's, you know, it can still be very exciting and rewarding and it doesn't have to be a giant, pivot you don't have to sell your house and change your life you can still have a life-changing life-enriching adventure without some giant you know some giant change yes and i i think you know when we get to a certain age we think we still have to fit in a box uh-huh. We, we yes. you know, we're supposed to just retire. We're supposed to just, we're supposed to, don't we? Isn't that, we're supposed to. That's all we, we should, the yeah. shoulds. Yeah. Um, so, you know, dyeing our hair pink and getting a tattoo or wearing the dress that is maybe a little bit more form-fitting or taking up a new hobby is uh-huh. kind of like, huh, are you sure you should be doing that, Mary? You know, there's a lot of that self-criticism, that kind of talk that you think everyone's going to say to you. Uh-huh. And it it, uh-huh. it puts doubt in you, and it, it doesn't encourage you or support you. It just stops you. I think the shoulds and the boxes that women my age especially are put into is part of my inspiration towards badassery it's you know if i can be 57 and a badass then you can too yes you know (laughs) yeah yes and i i agree with you that you know as women we have the ability to do so much at any time of our life and i really believe that we just continue learning about ourselves 
we keep evolving and new dreams come up for us. You know, we had the dream of having the family and doing all that. It's not that that dream is done or less than, but we evolve and we're curious about new things and Mm -hmm. we should go after it. Yeah. The, the pursuit of learning and, you know, new adventure. It's, that's why we're alive. I think just keep, keep learning, keep growing. So in your adventure at 16 to drop out of school and go Mm -hmm. to college you had your mom to help encourage you to support you during that decision what where was that piece or who was that piece in your your midlife making those choices to write a book to do these this family trip to be this modern day badass yeah, that, that, that's a great question. Part of the, it's a really good question. I'm looking, you know, when you looked left, that means you're really thinking about it. Um, my husband certainly supported me. My son supported me, but I had to dig in and do it myself. And that writing a book is initially, well, for me, writing a book was initially very easy because I had this great story to tell. I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote for three or four months. And then I got to a part where it became difficult and I put the book down for two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I came back to it and I thought, wait, this is such a great story that I have to finish it because I want to share it with other people. But more than that, I want to finish it for Emmett, my son. And the, I had to make a commitment and I took it in small steps. I sat down at this desk every morning for two hours and I finished the book. And I had a, I worked with a writing coach here in Vermont who was really helpful. I met with her once a week or something like that on Zoom. And and, um, she just had sharp elbows and was poking me along, which is perfect. I, you know, I love the idea of having sharp elbows and sticking them into my friend's (laughs) ribs. But she, um, she was super encouraging. And I didn't know anything about publishing or line editing or structural editing, or I didn't know anything about a book at all. I mean, I read books, I enjoy books, and I love to write, and that's all I knew. And um, there was a lot to learn. And I, I think that any endeavor takes other people. I think that, you know, your loved ones, but also you were talking about Micah Roldan as your accountability partner. I yeah. think that we need accountability partners we we're social creatures and we need to work together in order to find our true selves to find our dream to find fulfillment you know to finish that great project or to change careers we need other people yeah well i love how you know you're in your example you had that initial passion to okay i'm gonna get this out this is great 
And then you got to that part where it just didn't flow as easy. Mm-hmm. So it kind of creeped out. And then it's like, you know, I'm just going to put this to the side right now. And there's nothing wrong with that because maybe timing, that just wasn't the timing. But then when you said, no, I, I want to finish this and I need to find those resources that are going to support me, that are encourage me, they're going to challenge me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, revisiting a why of like, I'm doing this for my son. It, it comes mm-hmm. together so that you you get through the journey of you know creating the book. It's it's really great. Doing it for my son is a big part of it, but also I'm super proud of myself getting through this book. I mean, the, and to have it this is four years right here in my hands is so exciting. And I just if if any of your listeners are interested in writing a book. I recommend it. I really do because it's it's a transformative experience, and the the confidence I gained from the motorcycle trip was terrific. And I needed that confidence to get to the stage of writing a book. But the confidence I gained from writing, finishing, publishing on April nineteenth a book is I feel like I can do anything. Yeah. If I can, you know, I really I'm super proud of myself. And I worked my ass off, and I'm really um, changed for it. Yeah. So you yeah. said April 19th. We've got a little bit of time till that. Are, are you nervous? Are you just like, please, can we publish it? How are you feeling? Oh, I feel great about it. I... Um, It'll be published on the 19th, and I've, I've been working with a publisher here in Vermont who's really enthusiastic about the book. It's called Magic Hill Press is my publisher. It's uh, Bill Schubart is the gentleman there. And um, the, the scary thing for me isn't publishing the book. I'm, we're golden. Bill and I have got this wrapped up. The thing that happens after the book is I'm doing a book tour. And I'm doing a book tour on the motorcycle and I'm going to be, I know, I'm going to be riding along some of the same route we took in the book and reading, I'm going to do a salon style reading in people's houses all the way across the country. I'm going to be reading in bookstores and breweries and things like that. But the thing I'm looking forward to is reading this book in people's houses and what, or pandemic dependent, we might be on the back yeah. porch, which is fine. But what I want to do is invite people who come to a reading to bring their own story of adventure as they see it. And we'll have like a moth style story hour in which everybody has a story of adventure so that, you know, this rising tide lifts all ships. Yes. You are going to have to fun. let me know your trail so oh, I can yes. let my listeners know because uh, that would be really neat to be able to come and see you if they're in California, wherever you're going to oh, be. Yeah. Um, that that might be really neat to see you in person and get to see oh, the book too. So please don't don't forget my listeners, okay? Yes, thank you. Which I, I on your website, um, the book is, is described and I'm going to read from it. 
Think Blue Highways meets Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance meets Operating Instructions meets Wild. When I read that, I just giggled. <laughs> I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes. Uh, so I just wanted the, the listeners to hear that so they, they knew uh, the style and genre and also just the play with words. I love it. Thank you. Yes. So I want you to be able to let my listeners know where they can find you. I, you talked about uh, there's an, a little bit of an excerpt of the audiobook on your website. Uh-huh. So let my uh-huh. listeners know where they can find you. My website is cjanetaylor.com, the letter C. And I would like to invite listeners to sign up for my newsletter. I send out, I call it the Sunday Love Letter, and I send out a personal essay every Sunday. And it's just, I've had a great response. Some of these essays are funny. Some of them are emotional. Um, and they're, they're, um, they're pretty great. People have enjoyed them. So if, uh, if people are interested in reading something that's not political, that's not the news, that's just a sweet little essay you can read Sunday morning with your cup of coffee, sign up for my newsletter and you'll, that's exactly what you'll find. That's great. Any social yeah. media for people to check in with? Oh, I'm on, I'm on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram and I'm horrible at this. I don't even know what my Instagram handle is. Isn't that a bit embarrassing? That's okay. I can put it down <laughs> in the show notes. It's, it's C. Jane Wright is my handle on okay. Instagram. And I have um, the my on my Instagram page, I have a photograph of my mother on her motorcycle in 1972, I think. And the beautiful irony of this is that my son, who lives in Montana now, is uh, rebuilding a 1970 Honda 350, which is the motorcycle that my mother rode way back when. It's not the same bike, but I just love how these things come full circle. Yes. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing with us today. I have to buy this book, and I think I need to buy this book and give it as gifts to some mothers, because I think this would be a really good inspirational piece to let them know that there's so much life to live. But I also Mm. think it's an opportunity, as you say in the title, to also find a way to let go. So so this is going to be a great book. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Yes. All right. So I'm going to say goodbye and I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time.
right, so I think we are pretty good. I think our sounds are, are good. We'll be able to get through um, with what good. we have. So that that I'm uh, happy for. I think just a little, some, possibly good. some little tweaking. I'm going to take off my bracelet so I don't jingle. All right. So I will go ahead and do the record on the video. And then I will um, open up the the podcast. I want to make sure that I'm introducing you correct. So do you want to be Jane or C. Jane Taylor? Um, C. Jane Taylor then, you know, is it okay if I call you Jane? Yes, call me Jane. But if you introduce me as C. Jane Taylor, that would be great. Because there's so many Jane Taylors in the world that even in... Heinsberg, Vermont. I live in this little town in Vermont. There's another C. Jane Taylor. We have the same bank. Oh, that <laughs> it's unfair. That has to be really helpful at times. Oh man. Yeah, I thought I'll put the C on there and then I'll be different from all the other Janes. I'm Catherine Jane Taylor. So okay. yeah, so you can call me Jane. All right. Thank perfect. you. All right, so I'll go ahead and open it up, and then we will go from there. I'm excited, so I'm trying to hold myself back from saying more. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. Recording in progress.